Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Are you feeling prepared during the holiday season to create seamless, healthy rituals with ease and grace? If your answer is heck yes, or if you're feeling like you need a little extra help in this department, this episode is for you. Now, 11 years ago, I did something I never thought I could do. I gave up sugar for the entire holiday season from October 15th to the end of the year because I desperately needed a break. Initially, I was just supposed to give up processed sugar for four weeks with one of my friends, but at the four-week mark, I decided to extend it to the new year. Now, after those initial hard 10 days, it felt really good to say no to sugar-laden desserts that didn't serve me, even if it was the holidays. See, I had been using sugar as a crutch to give me that extra energy boost to the point that I had daily sugar cravings around 3 p.m., Initially, it was so difficult to break up with sugar. I would wake up in the middle of the night after having some crazy dream that I cheated by eating a cookie. But in the end, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I broke my dependency of sugar, and since then, 11 years later, I haven't had a sugar addiction issue. Later on in this episode, I'm going to share some of my simple ways to overcome emotional and fatigue-driven cravings. I think you will find them very helpful during this time of the year because let's be honest, as magical as the holidays are, they can also be draining and overwhelming and it is so easy to fall into emotional eating habits when we are feeling emotionally and physically drained. Since that time 11 years ago, I have redefined the holiday season and I've chosen to use this time of the year as an opportunity to really honor and nourish my body. Now it hasn't always been easy especially on the days when we're visiting family and I didn't send out the we are eating healthy memo. But for the most part, I start the new year feeling good about my choices. This time last year, we kicked off my 14-day hormone detox program and it was during the first two weeks of December. Although we had a smaller group of about 300 women do it with us, the results were amazing and Alex and I chose to continue the detox together until the end of the month. This year, we decided to do the 14-day hormone detox in November before Thanksgiving, which felt really amazing. And we are currently spending three weeks in December in Maui. Before we left for our trip, we rocked a healthy Thanksgiving and sat down and set an intention for a stress-free trip during our Hawaii retreat. We also made four daily agreements that we are honoring here in Maui. Those four agreements are, number one, eat nourishing foods. Number two, meditate every day. Number three, move our bodies every single day. And number four, enjoy the beach every day. So far, so good. We have been honoring each of our daily agreements and I'm feeling really good moving into Christmas and the new year. Now, before I share my top healthy eating tips and stress hacks for the holidays, along with how to curb emotional cravings, I want to take a moment and celebrate a major milestone that I mentioned on the last episode. Last week on the Essential You podcast, we hit 1 million downloads during our 150th episode. Literally 50 episodes after we hit a half a million downloads back in June on episode 100. My heart swells with so much gratitude for having you a part of this amazing women's hormone health journey. When I came up with the idea to create this podcast, I literally had you in mind. 
Women who not only wanted answers for healing their bodies and their hormones, but also wanted simple proven solutions that could be implemented easily. Each expert that I invited on the show, I have hand-selected for you because I felt connected to their message and their functional approach to healing the body. I'm committed more than ever to give you what you want and need on this podcast. Throughout this year and next, I will have spoken to thousands of women and listened to their stories. It breaks my heart to hear women are being dismissed and told that they will simply have to live with their symptoms. Goodness knows I had been told that for many years in my health journey and it just devastated me. What I know to be true is it's your body and no one knows your body better than you. Your symptoms are valid and I'm here to advocate for you on your hormone journey. I believe that we deserve to understand our hormones and our bodies and I believe that women armed with the knowledge about their bodies are unstoppable at getting answers and truly healing. I also believe that you deserve an integrative approach to healing your hormones and you deserve a root cause approach to your health. Personally, I don't feel like there are enough resources for women out there and I hope to be a part of that solution through this podcast, my books, and by introducing you to other amazing experts who are also committed to helping women in healthcare. Now more than ever, we must advocate for our health and take our well-being into our own hands. And the great news about this, well, your body is primed for healing miracles. I know it may not feel like it right now, but I've seen it over and over again in the women that I've worked with in my programs and have worked with personally. Your body wants to be well and function at peak capacity. And that is what I'm going to be talking about today and in many episodes to come. As a token of my appreciation, I have a very special gift for you that I've created for this show. I've been wanting to create this special gift for a little while now, and it just felt like the right time. So I have created a little cheat sheet with my favorite hormone detox recipes, along with my go-to energy smoothie, detox water, and just all kinds of ways in which that you can go on supporting your body, whether you are looking to do that right now or starting in the new year. Now, this perfect getting started cheat sheet is so wonderful, so easy to implement. I know you're going to love it as much as I do. Now, you can grab it in the show notes for episode 151, or you can go to drmarisa.com. That's www.drmariza.com slash detox blends. Now, if you're looking for more recipes on detoxification, liver support, and my 14-day hormone rescue plan. I will have a link in the show notes for my Essential Oils Hormone Solution book as well. It is such a great gift for the holidays in case you want to do the 14-day hormone detox with a buddy. I have so many women who are doing that in book clubs, with buddies, with family members. It's just a really great way to get support when you want to make good healthy changes. So now that you're all set up with this amazing resource, I want to take a moment and celebrate you. Every day I hear from new listeners who are recommended by you. One such listener is Caitlin from iTunes. Caitlin wrote, I recently stumbled upon an advertisement for a supplement claiming to combat the side effects of hormonal birth control pills. I felt compelled to share with friends the idea that the pill is toxic to women's well-being. And I was happy to have episodes like this one with Dr. Sarah Hill to share as a reference. Well, thank you so much for sharing your win, Caitlin. So happy to shout you out today. And thank you so much for sharing that you were able to use this podcast as a resource to help educate your friends on the concerns around hormonal birth control as a way to regulate our periods. 
You are absolutely right. We have several episodes on hormonal birth control and the side effects. If you are listening, Caitlin, I would love to gift you a signed copy of my book, The Essential Oil Hormone Solution, with a personal note from me. Just reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Marisa, and we will get it sent to you ASAP. Now, if you are listening today, number one, welcome to this episode. If this podcast has helped you in any way, whether it is using it as a resource to educate someone else or it's using it for yourself to make some powerful changes, I would love to shout you out. You can reach out to me via Instagram, Facebook, or simply review this podcast on iTunes because it is the gold standard or whatever podcast platform you plug into. That way, you and I can collaborate and open the door for more women to gain insight and knowledge about their bodies so they can make educated decisions about their health. Now let's jump into my top 10 healthy eating and stress hacks for this amazing holiday season. I want to start out with the top 10 healthy eating hacks that I have loved and I have used over the years consistently. I remember I created this top 10 list, I want to say eight years ago, and I'm so happy that I'm finally putting it into a podcast. It's the perfect time because so many of us are feeling pretty swamped and overwhelmed with all of the crazy holiday options and choices we have. So the first thing I always love to tell people, number one, is to set yourself up for success. I recommend not setting a goal to lose weight during the holiday season. Instead, try to maintain your current weight. That way you're not feeling the pressure and the stress of trying to lose weight during the holidays. Maintaining where you are allows for ease and grace. And I don't know about you, but that is a good place to start. Number two, plan time for movement. Movement and or exercise help relieve holiday stress and really allows for you to just get out there and just let all the cares of the day just melt away. A moderate and daily increase in exercise can help, can partially offset increased holiday eating. Try for 10 to 15 minutes brisk walks every single day. I personally love 15 to 20 minute Tabata exercises when I'm traveling. I can usually do three to four Tabata exercises are three to four Tabata settings pretty much anywhere that I'm at. And this is really quickly, if you haven't ever heard of Tabata, this is what Tabata is. Tabata involves 20 to 30 seconds of fast-paced effort followed by 10 seconds of rest. Either pare down your effort or stop completely. You repeat this eight times for a total of four to five minutes. Every four to five minute bout is one complete Tabata. Now, Tabata is a great way to get a killer workout in a short amount of time. It's one of my favorite ways to get a good workout, especially when I'm on the road. I've done it in hotel rooms. I've done it in Airbnbs. I've done it anywhere and everywhere. I even do it in little mini hotel gyms. And I I do all different types of exercises in those little increments. Like the first set I'll do is like all cardio Tabata, and then I'll do weightlifting Tabata, and then I'll do abs Tabata. So just, again... I have a little Tabata app that I can just set up. I just push it on and then start doing the exercises. So just something to think about if you're traveling for the holidays and you're finding yourself not exactly sure how you're going to get a workout in or you're going to get your body moving, Tabata is a great way to do that. And you can easily look up Tabata. It's spelled T-A-B-A-T-A. Super easy to find online. Super easy to find an app as well. All right, number three, 
And this is what I do all the time. Before leaving for a party or a holiday get-together, and this could be any time during the year, eat a light snack like raw vegetables or a piece of fruit and a handful of almonds to curb your appetite. That way you'll be less tempted to overindulge at the party, especially if you're not sure what type of party you're going to attend. Now there's healthy types of parties and then there's not so healthy types of parties. I love to really set myself up for success before getting there, especially if I'm not sure the type of party that I'm about to arrive to. Number four, once you arrive to the party, I recommend surveying the party buffet before filling your plate. So get a lay of the land. Choose your favorite foods and skip your least favorite. Include veggies and fruits to keep your plate balanced. I even go so far as to create a veggie plate first, eat that, and then go back and add other items to my plate. That way I'm pretty full on veggies before I go back and add more things. So just something to think about. Like you can really set yourself up for success by always choosing that salad first, by always choosing those veggies first and then adding something on after the fact. Number five, be mindful when you eat. So before you eat, take three to five deep belly breaths. Say a short prayer if you enjoy giving thanks for your food and really savor each bite and set your fork down between bites. Leptin levels take a minute to register that you are full, so you can easily overeat if you eat too fast. Now this was me for many years because I was always in a hurry to get to the next task. I would eat while I stood in the kitchen and then quickly take off, never allowing myself to actually enjoy what I'm eating. I used to tell myself that I was always in too much of a hurry And I know that it had a negative impact, not only on my metabolism, but also on my gut health. You know, when you're rush eating, you're kind of like stress eating, it definitely sends a lot of the wrong signals to your body and to your microbiome. The goal is to eat until you are satisfied, not stuffed. So savor your favorite holiday foods, your holiday treats while eating small portions and make sure that you're sitting down, you're comfortable, and you're really, really enjoying all of that, like you're enjoying the experience, that hot chocolate or that yummy pumpkin pie or whatever it may be that you're enjoying. Number six, be mindful about beverages. Ooh, the holidays can bring about all kinds of holiday beverage treats from coffee houses like Starbucks and Pete's Coffee, and then also consider alcoholic holiday drinks things with like eggnog in them or extra syrups or whatever it may be that your family is used to drinking for the holidays. You may even hot chocolate, right? With a little bit of Baileys, that can add up over time. What is also important about alcohol is it can lessen inhibitions and cause us to overindulge and overeat. Non-alcoholic mocktails can also be full of calories and sugar. Now, one of my favorite mocktails to make I don't drink a lot of alcohol, is I personally recommend a sparkling water with pomegranate seeds in the water. It gives it a little extra sparkle and fun. I love popping pomegranate seeds in my mouth, and it's not like it's pomegranate juice, which has extra sugar in it. Just like five or six, maybe eight pomegranate seeds just adds to that experience and makes it look very holiday and festive. That's an, and you can also maybe consider raspberries or strawberries, something like that to kind of make it a healthy holiday mocktail. This is a very low calorie, low sugar option. Number seven, 
Take the focus off of food. I know the holidays are all about food, especially if you're hanging out at someone's house. It's like food on food on food. So turn candy and cookie making into non-edible projects like making wreaths, dough art decorations, gingerbread houses, plan group activities with family and friends that aren't all about food, try serving a holiday meal to the community, playing games, or going on a walking tour of decorated homes. There's all different types of things to do during the holidays that do not necessarily equal eating. So just be thinking about fun things that you can do with the family where you're, you're playing a board game or you're doing something that doesn't involve food. Number eight, bring your own healthy holiday dish to your gathering. This is something that I've been doing for years. That way you know that you are set up for success. And it could be a big holiday salad. It could be, you know, a, a healthy veggie dish. You know, whatever it is, just make sure that you're really helping to kind of shift the way that, that everyone's eating by bringing something that's not only delicious but also healthy. Then... One of my absolute favorites is practice healthy holiday cooking. Preparing favorite dishes that are lower in fat and calories will help promote healthy holiday eating. Incorporating some of these simple cooking tips in traditional holiday recipes can make them healthier. In my second book, out of the seven books that I've written, The Dash Diet Cookbook, I created, really co-created a lot of the recipes that were healthy, delicious versions of recipes that we grew up with as kids. And I will have a link in the show notes for this book, the Dash Diet Cookbook. And what was so great about this cookbook is we wanted to make recipes easy, recipes healthy, and recipes that are delicious. And we did so much tasting, we did so much modification to these recipes to really make them delicious, but also make sure that they're super healthy. The only issue I have with this book, because it was written a while ago, I wanna say in 2010 or 2011, is not all the recipes are gluten-free or dairy-free, but luckily all of those things are really easy to sub out today. So just a heads up, only, only concern I have with the Dash Diet Cookbook is not all of the recipes are. A lot of the recipes absolutely are dairy-free and gluten-free, especially our soups, our, our guacamole recipe. There's so many yummy, yummy good recipes in there I just love. So I will have the link in the show notes for the Dash Diet Cookbook in case you want to check it out and you're looking for recipes for the holiday season. And last but not least, number 10. How to support emotional eating by recognizing the triggers and setting yourself up for success. 98% of all diets fail because they don't address food addiction and how to overcome emotional eating. So why food? Negative emotions can lead to a feeling of emptiness or an emotional void. Food is believed to be a way to fill that void and create a false feeling of fullness or a temporary wholeness. Other factors include retreating from social support during times of emotional need, not engaging in activities that might otherwise relieve stress, sadness, and so on, not understanding the difference between physical and emotional hunger, using negative self-talk that's related to binging episodes. This can create a cycle of emotional eating. And then changing cortisol levels in response to stress can also lead to cravings. I talk a lot about that on the podcast and inside of my book, that when we are in a state of perceived stress, It literally turns off the willpower portion of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, and it's so hard to say no to those sugary, salty snacks because our body thinks we're in starvation mode. That's what cortisol can do. 
So emotional eating affects both men and women. It may be caused by a number of factors, including stress, hormonal changes, and mixed hunger cues. Physical and emotional hunger may be easily confused, but there are some key differences between the two. So pay attention to how and when your hunger starts, as well as how you are feeling after. So here are some ways in which we get physically hungry. Physical hunger develops over time. You desire a variety of food groups, and you feel the sensation of fullness and take it as a cue to stop eating. That's physical hunger. And number the fourth one is you have no negative feelings about eating. Emotional hunger, it comes about suddenly or abruptly. You crave only certain foods. You may binge on food and not feel a sensation of fullness. You feel guilt and shame about eating. So those are basically the two distinctions. However, I can imagine that they can get confusing. So how do we begin to stop emotional eating? Emotional hunger isn't easily quelled by eating. While filling up may work in the moment, eating because of a negative emotion often leaves people feeling more upset than before. The cycle typically doesn't end until that person addresses emotional needs head on. So here are some ways in which we can address some of those emotional needs or definitely that stress and anxiousness. First thing I want to recommend is meditation. Others are calmed by turning inward to practices like meditation. There are a variety of studies that support mindfulness meditation as a treatment for binge eating disorders and emotional eating. Simple deep breathing is meditation that you can do almost anywhere. Sit in a quiet space and focus on your breath slowly flowing in and out of your nostrils. And I'm going to be sharing a really awesome essential oil blend that can be paired with this that can literally nix cravings immediately. And I talk about that all the time, but I'm going to be sharing with that in just a moment. Next is to find other ways to cope with stress. Discovering another way to deal with negative emotions is often the first step towards overcoming emotional eating. This could mean writing in a journal, reading a book, or finding a few minutes to otherwise relax and decompress from the day. I will be sharing some of my favorite stress-relieving tips in just a moment as well. Next is move your body. We're going to be talking about this for reducing stress levels, but also what we love is that people find stress and emotional relief by getting regular movement. A walk or a jog around the block or a quick yoga routine may help in particularly supporting and reducing emotional moments. This is something that I personally practice all the time. If I find myself wanting something to give me that little extra energy boost between 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock, because that can still happen to me. I can still get that little craving between 2 and 4. What I'll do in that moment, because I know that I'm not hungry, because I ate at noon, so I'm not hungry yet. I usually am not hungry until like 6 o'clock. I will put on my tennis shoes and go for a walk outside with my water bottle. That 15 to 20 minute walk always resets my hunger and helps move any lingering stress that I may be feeling during the end of my day. Often I think that it is stress that's kind of building up and I'm looking for a way to quell it and just my initial little way of dealing with that because of cortisol is a craving. One study showed that our participants were asked to engage in eight weeks of yoga. They were then assessed on their mindfulness and insightful understanding, basically their understanding of themselves and of situations surrounding them. The results showed that regular yoga may be a useful preventative measure to help diffuse emotional states such as anxiety and depression. So whether it's yoga or it's a walk or it's meditation, something that can kind of just clear your mind and maybe clear some of that emotional burnout that you're experiencing. 
Next, I always recommend starting a food diary. Keeping a log of what you eat and when you eat might really help to identify triggers that lead to emotional eating. You can jot down notes in a notebook or you can use an app like MyFitnessPal. Knowing your triggers is half the battle. Oftentimes, trigger ha- triggers happen in the late afternoon or the late or late at night. While it can be challenging, try to include everything you eat, however big or small, and record the emotions you're feeling in that moment. And if you choose to go work with somebody, it's a great documentation to have to show them when you're trying to kind of figure out those specific emotional triggers. Next is set yourself up for success by eating a nutrient-rich diet that includes healthy fats, protein, and healthy plant sources. This is really what can set you up. If your morning starts with a really healthy meal, your lunch starts with a healthy meal, and your dinner starts with a healthy meal, that's going to leave you satisfied, especially with protein and healthy fats and good fiber, you are really going to feel set up for success and you're going to feel full from all of those key nutrients. When we tend to not eat things that are nutrient-rich, we do tend to start getting cravings in mid-morning, late afternoon, and then even late-night snacks. And if indeed you're still having trouble, you can always reach for healthy snacks like fresh fruit or vegetables and a handful of healthy nuts. Next is set yourself up for success by taking common offenders out of your kitchen. I talk about this in great detail and provide you with a kitchen makeover video and guide in my 14-day hormone detox plan. It's all about setting yourselves up for success. Our kitchen is craving trigger-free. Even if we find ourselves wanting something to fulfill a craving, there is nothing to tempt us in the house. My mom and sister call our house the boring house because we don't have any fun things to eat in the kitchen. When going through your kitchen, consider trashing or donating foods in your cupboards that you may often reach for in moments of strife. Think high fat, processed calories, processed sugar, calorie-laden things like chips, chocolate, ice cream. Also postpone trips to the grocery store when you're feeling upset. Keeping the foods you crave out of reach when you're feeling emotional might help break the cycle by giving you time to think about having other strategies before eating. Lastly, distract yourself from cravings. Chances are those emotional cravings hit you around the same time every day, mid-morning, mid-afternoon, or late at night before bed. Be in tune with your body and try to recognize if it really needs food for fuel. Drink a glass of lemon water to see if that curbs the cravings. Sometimes people can crave sugar because of stress, adrenal fatigue, hormonal imbalance, or candida. And you should always consult your doctor if you feel like you're concerned about one of these symptoms. Even if you're just trying to cut back, it's time for some self-care. So reach for some essential oils. Put a drop or two on a cotton ball or a scarf or on diffuser jewelry to help you have a rescue plan ready in action. Peppermint and grapefruit alone or layered together are my favorite go-tos for curbing cravings. How I love to win the cupcake stare down is grabbing my Crave Control Roller Blend and rolling it over my palms and taking three to five deep belly breaths. This essential oil combo is designed to banish cravings immediately. So my Crave Control Blend is in a 10 ml roller, which you can get anywhere. It's 10 drops of peppermint essential oil, six drops of grapefruit essential oil, and six drops of lemon essential oil. Now, if you don't have grapefruit or lemon, you can just double up on either one. I personally love 10 drops of peppermint and 12 drops of grapefruit as well. So totally up to you, whatever works. Top it off with fractionated coconut oil, 
and then cap it, roll it over your palms, and then just take those three to five deep belly breaths. And I recommend having it on you at all times in case you need it at the office or at home or while you're driving past your favorite restaurant, right? You always want to be set up for success. So now that I've given you everything that I can think of for managing healthy holiday eating and really just helping to set you up for success, let's dive into the healthy holiday stress be gone tips. Are you already feeling drained by holiday obligations? As amazing as the holiday season is, oftentimes we can feel triggered by conversations, grief, overwhelming schedules, and endless to-do lists. The struggle is real right now for many of us. Showing up for other people can feel draining if we are not honoring ourselves in the process. Give yourself permission to be gentle with yourself during this time. Carve out time for yourself. And if you do find yourself feeling triggered by a conversation or a painful memory, set yourself up with these daily stress-free recommendations and rituals. So here we go. I'm going to make these quick and easy for you. And here's the thing. You know about so many of these, but it's just nice to have that little reminder about the types of things that we can do every day to really love up on ourselves. Number one, it's probably my favorite, favorite one, is hike up your mood with sunshine. Step outside and enjoy fresh air and vitamin D. Now, this may mean that you need a super bundle up, but it's totally worth it for the sunshine. And again, getting where you fit in. If it's super cold that day, then you get to make that decision. Luckily, you know, we live in a pretty sunny, warm place, so we're able to do this every single day ourselves. Number two, you don't need to be outside for this one. Just take a whiff of citrus essential oils, whether it's wild orange or tangerine or clementine or green mandarin, whatever you love. Put a drop or two of that oil on your palms. Rub your palms together and do a 60-second breathing exercise. It's literally like liquid energy, energizer bunny, happy neurotransmitters all in one by simply breathing this in. This is how I love to start every single day is by smelling deeply wild orange or tangerine and just getting into a good feeling mood. Now, if you want to check out some amazing breathing exercises, check out episode 144 with Samantha Scully. We did all kinds of awesome breath work on that episode. Number three, walk away your worries. Go for a 30-minute walk several times a week. I love to do this every single day while listening to a podcast or enjoying the walk in silence so I can just clear my thoughts. Having that time to yourself to listen to an awesome podcast or to just allow your thoughts to kind of reign over you is such a wonderful form of self-care. Not only is it movement and getting good air in your lungs, but it's also your time. Do less, enjoy more. Take moments in your day to enjoy. This is one of my favorite, favorite things to think about. So if my day is getting out of control and overwhelming, That's what I got to keep reminding myself to do less and enjoy more. And I'll tell you what, when you have less to do, you do enjoy it more. Number five, stick to your daily routine. Don't let the holidays knock you off your typical daily schedule, your typical self-care rituals. Keep your morning and evening habits and rituals intact. Make sure that self-care is a non-negotiable, even if your in-laws are coming over, especially if your in-laws are coming over. Number six, don't neglect whatever cracks you up. 
Laughter is the best medicine. So getting where you fit in when it comes with laughter, make sure that you're laughing throughout the day or at least at some point during the day. It is such great medicine and it's an energy expenditure. So you are burning calories in the process. Number seven, this is one I love. Forget perfection. Stop obsessing the need for everything to be perfect. Perfection is boring and it takes away from enjoyment. And we just got to go back to number four, do less and enjoy more. I think number four and number seven are so wonderfully interconnected. Number eight, get out of the house. Go have dinner out somewhere or get together with a family out of the house. I know during the holidays you get stuck in the house. It can get a little crazy in the house, lots of tension, lots of stress, lots of overeating, overindulging. So just get out of the house, whether it's a walk, whether it's getting everyone out of the house for for dinner, just making sure that you have time out of the house. Number nine, go tech-free with the digital detox for a morning, for an evening, or especially if you're enjoying time with family. We do digital detoxes for dinner. We do digital detoxes in the morning. I try to break up with with my, my phone multiple times during the day, especially if I'm working on something, and that way it's not a distraction um, and I don't feel called to look at it. So just something to be thinking about for the holiday season so you're feeling fully present and with your family. Number 10, turn on your favorite song and dance. We love doing this in our house, especially when we're getting ready in the morning or cooking dinner at night, and a dance break is always welcome in the middle of the workday. So find your favorite Beyonce song or whatever song that you love and get your dance on. And then bonus number 11, don't overschedule. It's so easy to fall into this trap of finding yourself running from one thing to another. This creates a lot of perceived stress and anxiousness. Now, I've created a blend for protecting your energy during those challenging moments when you need a little extra stress protection. This is a powerful energy protection blend. It's effective at releasing stress, balancing mood, and it's great for releasing emotions that are not serving you. This blend is also known to protect your heart throughout the day. I call it the energy protection blend. It's a 10 mil roller, and the ingredients is six drops of lavender, six drops of bergamot or any citrus, so I love bergamot or wild orange, five drops of frankincense, and two drops of lemongrass. Then you're going to top it off with fractionated coconut oil or any carrier oil you love, and you're going to apply it to your temples, your heart, your wrist, your third eye, behind the ears, over just over your palms as well, and take three to five deep belly breaths or however many breaths feel really good to you. And anytime you're feeling overextended or overwhelmed or you need a reset, you feel burned out, just grab this blend and it's going to help protect you in those moments. Well, there you have it. Simple and seamless rituals to support your mental, physical, and emotional well-being during the holiday season. These rituals are grounded in self-love and are so easy to do. I want to invite you to choose two or three of each category and implement them this week. Give yourself permission to focus on you. If you're looking for an easy cheat sheet for detox blends, including my detox water and green smoothie recipes, you can go to the show notes for episode 151 or go to drmarisa.com slash detox blends. 
Be sure to grab that, especially if you're looking to really support your body during and after the holiday season. Goodness knows, your liver and your body can always use a little bit of detoxification. Whether you want the cheat sheet right now or you want to have it for the new year, it's absolutely worth getting your hands on. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. I am so happy that you joined me for this wonderful 1 million download milestone episode. Now, you are not going to want to miss this incredible interview that I've got planned later on in the week with Dr. Michael Chang. He is a mitochondrial expert, so we're going to be talking about mitochondrial dysfunction and the connection between mitochondrial dysfunction and fatigue, brain fog, and much more. This is an area I love to talk about, so I can't wait to shed light on this with you. And until then, have an amazing holiday season. Mm -hmm.